On today's episode, we have the one, the only Mike Anderson at the Southeast Collision Conference talking about being extraordinary, the five languages of appreciation, and more. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former Auto Collision Center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hello and welcome to the first episode of this series where we are talking to the speakers, attendees, vendors at the Southeast Collision Conference. This whole series is sponsored by Lombard Equipment, offering new and refurbished equipment to, well, pretty much everybody on the East Coast. And today, I'm excited to start off the series with one of my favorite people in the industry, Mike Anderson. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you today, ma'am? Great, great. So Mike just had, I think you just finished the first, what is it? Speaking session, I guess we'll call it. Yes, ma'am. So you kicked off the whole show, which who better than Mike Anderson? So what was the main topic of your, what you talked about today in that session? So uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And just a big shout out to Jordan and Josh and all the associations for having me here this morning. Uh, I'm just really honored. And for those of you that aren't here at the show, I got to tell you, uh, the line was, I mean, like we had a delay starting almost 20, 30 minutes because the line was so long coming in the door. So great show. I just got to give them credit. So so the type of my presentation this morning was called Be Extraordinary. Be Extraordinary. And as Mm. you know, every year I pick a theme and this yeah. year, my theme was be extraordinary. So what do I mean by that? Be extraordinary at the customer experience. Mm. Be extraordinary as the employer of choice. Mm. So that people want to work for you. Be extraordinary at OEM repair research. Mm. Be extraordinary at training. So it was just the whole theme is be extraordinary in the areas that we need to be extraordinary in so we can thrive and not just survive. I love that. Now, how do you feel like most shops are stacking up to that? Do you feel like they're being their best selves? <laughs> so, you know, I love I, that I, you laughed at that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I laughed because what we did is we, we talked about like when somebody wrecks their vehicle, like what type of emotions are they feeling? And I went around mm. the audience and I asked people, I said, okay, so somebody just wrecks their brand new vehicle. What emotion do you think they're feeling? And some of the things that were offered up were that, you know, people are, uh, you know, stressed, they're mad, they're concerned. Uh, you know, they're, they're just all these negative emotions, right? Right. So we have to understand that when that consumer or vehicle owner first comes into contact with us, whether it's calling us or walking into our facility, we have the uh, the ability and almost an obligation to make them feel less stressed, less worried, less mad, less concerned, whatever those negative right. emotions are. Right. So to illustrate that point, I actually called two shops live. And oh my gosh. A, yeah, did a role play. And I said, hey, that my name is, you know, uh Mike, and I just wrecked my Nissan and I've got XYZ insurance. Yeah. And 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 to just kind of grade how they did. And, yeah. and I and unfortunately I knew the shops, so I asked their permission first. Right. And both of them unfortunately failed, right? <laughs> so so one of the things we talked about Uh-oh. is that, yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I I, I took you was that just 
I think people are getting very complacent right now. Yeah. Like if you ask everybody, everybody said they had a record year in sales. Yeah. But like we just can't lose sight of that vehicle owner. We can't lose sight right. that we're there to serve them and we have to just be extraordinary at the customer experience. So I definitely. agree. What a great idea. I love that. Now, were those shops like in the audience that you asked if they could call? Yes. Yes, wow. I, yeah. So in front of like a hundred and some people, and we just picked two random people out of the audience and said, Hey, what's your number? I'm calling your shop. Right. I, yeah. So and I, I think everybody was like probably sitting there thinking, Oh my God, I'm glad he didn't pick me. Right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. Well, and I heard a statistic. I don't know if you've heard this, but we think oftentimes our businesses have amazing customer service. And then when actually when we're they're surveyed. And this is in general, not just collision. But then once surveyed, it's like, you know, 40 to 50% of people are actually believe that it was extraordinary. Anything more than average, basically, you know, to use the words that you're using, which yes. is, I mean, surprising for a lot of business owners who think they're getting it right. Yes. So what do you think then for shop owners? Because I'm sure if you would have probably called every shop that was represented in the room, you would have had a similar experience. Where do you think they should start in order to turn that around? No, I 100% agree. So first of all, I think as an industry, we've kind of done ourselves a disservice. So I think we've focused on customer service versus customer experience. Yeah. So obviously, many OEMs and many insurance carriers require that shops do um, CSI surveys. And basically, yeah. it's three questions. Were we kept informed? Was the vehicle delivered on time as promised? And... um was the do you have to return the vehicle for any issues? Right. And so everything we do or everything that our staff members have done is in regards to kept informed on time delivery vehicle fixed rate. Right. And I and I believe what we've done is we've handcuffed our employees where that's all they're focused on. Mm. And they're not thinking about an extraordinary customer service experience. Yeah. And so I, I and I think that also there's a term I learned from a gentleman by the name of Nick Schoolcraft at Phoenix Solutions, if you know yep. Nick. Mm-hmm. And he taught me this term called social proof. Mm-hmm. And that is that consumers are looking for social proof that we can be trusted. Yes. And one of those forms of social tr- proof is online reviews. Mm-hmm. So if we don't deliver, we might do a good job of customer service. But if we don't do an extraordinary job in customer experience, then we're not going to get those online reviews yes. or people to be raving fans to go out there and tell their friends and family about us. So yes, yes I, I believe our industry is falling short on that. And I think we're so busy that it's almost... And I, I hate to say this, but I think some shops are getting to the point where... And I don't think they do it intentionally. But it's almost like if they make a customer mad, they're like, well, I got a three-week or three-month background, right. so so it doesn't matter. Right. I, just, I think that's a recipe for disaster. I agree with you. And I see that a lot myself with the shops that I work with. Um, and it it really, it sounds like everything that you're saying, if I can put it in a nutshell, is really connecting. You know, we talked about employees being extraordinary employers, basically, and extraordinary in our customer experience. And I think it all comes down to emotionally connecting with people more than processing and getting through the procedure of everything. And, you know, we check the person in, we've got them going, the site, you know, let's look at the cycle time. Did they need to come back? You know, all of these process-oriented things versus did we connect with them emotionally? Did we support them emotionally? Same for our team. Do you feel like that is kind of at the core of all of this? A hundred percent agree, right? So I think oftentimes we think about, you know, CSI, customer satisfaction Mm -hmm. index. But we also have to look at that ESI your employee mm. satisfaction index. And I think it's one of the things we have to do is ensure if you don't have happy employees, you won't have happy customers. Right? Yes. They, 
they go hand in hand. And so yes. I think the ability to just make sure that we have a, a great culture. And that was one of the other things that I shared was be extraordinary as an employer, be extraordinary in regards to culture. Because yeah. right now, most every shop in North America has tons of cars to fix, but they don't have as tons of people. Yeah. And so I think we have to be that employer of choice. And you know, I kind of shared a comment that I said that we want to be a place as an employer where people don't just love their job, they love the organization. Mm. So they don't just love what they do. They love the organization. Like if you're a company, they want to wear your jersey, right? Right. And, yes. and, that, and I think that's really important. And I think that we have to start looking at flexible work hours, mm. four-day work weeks, um, you know, re- recognizing people for extraordinary performance and I think culture, we just can't... I think it's undervalued in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of breaking outside of the box of yes. what they normally do. And that's very uncomfortable for people and, and oftentimes confusing because it's like, where do I start? You know, yes. for somebody that's done what they do for so long, uh, where do I... It all sounds really great, but where do I start? Yeah, it's so funny. I was um, uh, I was watching a TV show recently, California Fire. If you've ever watched yeah, it, right? Yes, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love it, right? And the fire chief, like you know, he had this um, you know person on his fire, you know, his team on the fire department was having a bad day, and he's like, just you know, work hard, drink beer, and repeat, you know. Yes, and, yes. And and somebody like caught him out on that, said that doesn't work anymore. And and then one of the eight later episodes, you have this old crouchy fire chief guy that goes up to one of his firefighters and says, look, I was wrong. And I just, you know, what you really need to do is seek out like, you know, some professional counseling and things like that. So where I'm going with all that is that we have a lot of you know, body shop owners or managers or technicians have been in the industry a long time and they're not into touchy-feely, but mm-hmm. I think we have to understand that people feel appreciated in different ways. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a book that I love called The Five Languages of Appreciation by Dr. Mm-hmm. Chapman. And it was based off of his book, The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different language of appreciation and, uh, yeah. or affirmation, right? And so right. understanding that people are not all motivated by money and there's different ways we make people feel appreciated. Yeah, I love that. Do you remember what those five were by chance? Yeah, so um, one is uh, gifts. Uh-huh. One was words of affirmation. Okay. One was acts of service. Okay. One was physical touch. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, let's see, and the other one's quality time. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry. So so I know you think physical touch, right? You know, I'm not going to go hug and kiss on my employees. No, but, you know, a handshake in the morning, a smile, those types of things, right? Right. And it, there's actually an assessment and uh, you can take to understand how your employees mm-hmm. feel appreciated. So, I, and, you know, I'll share another tidbit with you too. I learned this from a shop called Trinity Collision mm-hmm. in Moncton, Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Taylor, who owns the body shop and dealership, when somebody does something extraordinary, he doesn't reward them with a financial bonus because he feels that when you do that, once they spend the money five years from now, they won't remember it. So right. he tries to reward them for extraordinary performance. I think that's the key. When somebody does mm-hmm. some extraordinary, mm-hmm. he tries to reward them in a way that creates a memory. So for example, mm-hmm. he will like pay somebody to clean your house every week for a month. Like, oh. Right. So like that like creates a memory, right? Yeah. Um, or he'll do something like he'll send you on a paid vacation. Like that creates a memory. Wow. Um, and that's I have, cool. Yeah, I have another dealership client and the way they reward people is they have what's called paid, paid vacations. Okay. Paid, so instead of just paid, paid vacations. So but they found that most people, when they took their vacation, they still need that paycheck to pay their bills because they're the way they're on a budget. Right. So what he does is he gives them extra money 
to, but they have to use it for like a hotel or okay. an airfare. Okay. And he gives them extra money. So he's paying them not just their week's paid vacation, but once a year, he gives them $2,000 that they can use for airfare, hotels, or whatever. So wow. it's a paid, paid vacation, which I thought was pretty cool. What a great idea. This is the kind of stuff that like, <laughs> I was calling my shower moments because I have these ideas in the shower <laughs> that I would never normally have. Because uh, you think, gosh, where, how do these people come up with this? But what yes. a great idea. Really talk about outside the box. And yes. And really understanding the needs of our people, like you said, having the experience versus the money feels good and it's always helpful, yes. but having an experience really endears the employee to yes. the establishment, not just the owner or the manager yes. that gave them that bonus. I mean, it's like the organization. Wow. What a great yes. idea. Yeah, it was really interesting. So uh, Michael and Kyle Bradshaw and their team are here from Canon Collision. So yes. shout out to the team at Canon Collision. But one of the things we were talking about uh, because they were in attendance today is that um, they went to a four-day work week. And right. by mm -hmm. they went to a four-day work week and they're actually their sales went up by almost 15%. Wow. So same exact employees. Right. But they went to a four-day work week and their sales broke 15%, right? Wow. And, and I, I mean, that's just... I think that we've got to understand that we have to think outside the box for yeah, things like that. Right. Well, and understanding and being okay that it might not work perfectly yes. when you try yes. these things and yes, being okay yeah. with that. I think a lot of people get stuck in the thought that if I try it and it doesn't work, then it's you know catastrophic. And it's like, well, yes. well no. I mean, K&M didn't know a four-day work week was going to work yes. for them and their team unless they rolled it out, right? Yes. And look what they found. And if it didn't work, you go back to your five days, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. And, you know, and maybe somebody doesn't want to do that. Well, then maybe there's something else that's important with them. So, right. Um, but, and that's then really uh, another, yeah, another mm -hmm. thing that we talked about about being extraordinary was OEM repair research. And mm -hmm. um, Tim Papp was here in the audience today from Papp okay. Auto Body in Illinois. Yeah. And Tim Papp is an amazing gentleman, he runs an amazing organization. Yeah. And uh, they actually fixed a General Motors vehicle, Silverado truck. And it was hit, hit in the front end. Okay. And uh, General Motors and their repair procedures says that you need to remove the dash and inspect the dash carrier. Mm -hmm. And most shops are not doing that. Mm. But Tim did it. And when he removed the dash, the dash carrier was actually cracked and broken. So Tim shared a photo of that with me. So in uh, my seminar, Be Extraordinary at OEM Repair Research, yeah. I asked how many of you are doing this. So most people did not raise their hand. Right. And I brought, and I brought Tim up and I said, Tim, remove this dash. Here's what he found. And so there's a valid reason why we need to do this. So right. I just wanted, a lot of times I think we tell ourselves, ah, that's not really necessary or I'm smarter than an engineer. But mm -hmm. I wanted them to hear firsthand from a fellow shop owner who had experienced that. And it was just great to share those insights with the attendees. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think you made a really good point early on that shops are so busy right now that I think that's creating a lot of actually more issues than benefit to some degree so, because they're yes. allowing things to get swept under the rug. It's like, uh, well, it doesn't really need that because, you know, they've got so much work, they feel restricted on time. Um, how do you feel about that? So it's like you were in my seminar today when you said that because because <laughs> when I closed, one of the things I said was that lots of sales cover lots of sins. 
Yeah. Lots of sales cover mm-hmm. lots of sins. Right. So I actually showed them statistics. I said, uh, we at Collision Vice publish a state of the industry quarterly. And I'd love to add you to our mailing list if yes. you're interested. I would love that. So, so one of the things we just released was the average severity for all claims in the United States of America for 2022, okay. as well as the average body labor, frame, paint, mechanical labor hours per state. Okay. So we used Virginia, for example. Uh-huh. So Virginia's average severity between 2021 and 2022 went up $600. Now, okay. people might say, well, that's great. But we looked at their average labor hours and the average body labor hours had only increased by 0.5. Really? And, and average paint labor hours had only increased by 0.3. Really? So, so the severity... Every shop you ask says, I had record sales last year. Yeah. But it's not because they've gotten better at what they do or writing better estimates. It's right. because the average estimate has five to eight more parts per estimate. Uh, we know that yeah. the average parts price has increased anywhere from 13 to 18%. Mm-hmm. And then we have calibrations, which are anywhere from three to $500. Right. So at the end of the day, I think shops are, have a false sense of security that, oh my gosh, I'm doing so great. Right. But the reality is they really are, are only doing great because calibrations and parts are on the estimate. If, um, you, if it wasn't for those two things, there are shops that would have actually done less in sales last year because we've gotten away from the things that made us successful. So lots of sales cover lots of sins mm. is that we tend to overlook the things that made us successful when we get really busy, like following up on our receivables, following up mm. on parts credits, uh, that extraordinary customer experience following up on estimates. So mm. I honestly, ma'am, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with the statement you just made. I think what's that saying? And I this I feel like this is I, I understand I'm not like a, a black kill pig kind of guy, but what's that saying? Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of just a, a saying, right? But right. um that's gonna be sensitive to any pig lovers out there. But <laughs> at the at the end right. of the day, you know, I think that shops, if they don't wake up. I'm really, really concerned, honestly. Yeah. A lot of shops are, have a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And I'm, anybody listening to this podcast, please don't fall into that law or that false sense of security that, oh my God, I'm killing it. You're killing it because of your more parts and calibrations and mm-hmm. sublets increase. Go back and look at what your average labor hours are per estimate, right? Yeah. And, and, and look at your car count. Are you, have you, are you doing more vehicles? Are you doing less? Are you doing that's the same? Exactly. So I think that's really important. Right. I have a performance coach and he works with the Navy SEALs and they have a saying and uh, it basically is slow down so that you can speed up type of thing. And I forget what it is. Soft, slow is fast and fast is there. Something like that. But it really goes in line. It reminded me from what you were talking about, how I think a lot of these shops, because they're so busy, think they need to run in a sprint all the time. And it's like, well, slow down a minute. Like you had made a good point about... Well, a lot of good points, but one of the points of, you know, uh, parts credits, things like that, they're so inundated, they're missing all these little monies they could be making that yes. ends up totaling quite a bit of money. If they were to slow down, I bet you the profit per RO would be much higher. Oh my gosh, I could not say it better, man. High five to you. <laughs> awesome, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, you know, I think about too, like Jake Rodenroth is here from Lucid. Oh, yeah. And yes. uh, love Jake. He's so incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. And one of the things Jake said was that in the past, whenever he worked on a car, if he messed up, he hurt the car, not himself. Now, mm-hmm. if he makes a mistake, 
he can hurt or kill himself on electric vehicles, yeah, right? Right. So I, I going back to your Navy SEAL analogy, it's like defusing a bomb, right? You don't right. rush on that. You've got to slow down and make sure you yes. cross your T's, dot your eyes. And I think honestly that I think people are so busy mm-hmm. that they're rushing so much to get to the next car. They're not writing as thorough of an estimate, mm-hmm. right? Or they're not giving that customer experience. I was honestly in a shop recently, and I won't say the shop's name, and they had about 320 outstanding parts credits. And wow. some of them were six months old. And I'm <gasps> like, what? Like, and it was like $107,000. And, wow. and I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, we've just been so busy. And well, you know, you can't be too busy to focus on those types of things. Right, right. Yeah, you're too busy. What does that really mean, though? You're too yes. busy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an excuse. Yeah. And by, the, by the way, if that shop is watching this podcast right now, I hope you got them parts credits called in, right? <laughs> Mike's going to check on you. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, I love it. I wish I could have been there in person to hear it. It sounds like it was a great... Cl- I'm sure it was a great class. You're always wonderful. Very kind. Uh, is there anything else you feel like was top of mind that you wanted to share before I send you off to go enjoy the rest of your day? You know, I think it's just that, you know, we have a saying at Collision Advice, you need to learn to research mm. and research to learn. And mm. I think that we really need to spend the time to learn how to use the OEM repair procedures and then use the OEM repair procedures to learn how to fix the car properly. Yeah. But also, again, just be extraordinary as an employer. Appreciate your employees. Appreciate mm-hmm. the team. You know, truly treat them as family. Um, think outside the box in regards to benefits. Remember, we're competing with the Amazons of the world and things of that nature. So right. think about flexible work schedules and just showing people how much you appreciate and love them. And uh, more importantly, make sure they subscribe to your podcast and that they watch them and listen to them on a regular basis. So Yes, so that's right. <laughs> Listen to Mike. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Don't delay. Well, do it today. That's do, Don't delay. Do it today. I love that. Well, thank you, Mike, for coming thank on. You, so appreciate you. Uh, Southeast Collision Conference has so many great people we're going to talk to. And thanks again to Lombard Equipment for sponsoring this. They've been in business for 30 years. We can see their sign. Their booth is actually behind you back there. So super yes. appreciative for them, too. So yeah. thank you and stay you, tuned, everybody, for the next one. See you thank soon. You, Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans... Would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things Autobody.